Hey everybody, welcome to Sunday Night Live. I want to welcome you wherever you are throughout the whole world. And you must admit, once again, we live in, <clears throat> excuse me, exciting days. Hey, listen, before we get going, I want to uh, let you know on March 7th, just a couple of weeks away, uh, we're going to have a in-house prophecy night. It's just going to be kind of like a mini prophecy conference. Dr. Ed Heinsohn's going to be joining us. Uh, Don Stewart, the real Ron, Don Stewart is going to be back in the house. And this is going to be in Southern California, if you're in the area, at the 412 Church in Southern California. California, and I will be there. There's no tickets that are necessary. Uh, there's uh, no uh, cost. It's free to attend, but it is first come, you get a seat. If it gets filled up, well, we have overflow. But listen, it's going to be a great time. Again, March 7th, 4 p.m. And you can go to my website, hopeforourtimes.com. The information will be there. Uh, but let's get going. We have been in the book of Daniel. We are continuing in the book of Daniel. And we're only going to look at one verse tonight. And this is from Daniel chapter 12, uh, verse 4. And this is what we're going to realize. Everything is beginning to make sense. The Bible, <clears throat> excuse me, Bible prophecy, and also what is happening in the world. It's all beginning to make sense. Daniel chapter 12, let's put it into context with the first three verses, but we're only going to look at it in detail, uh, verse 4. At that time, Michael shall stand up. Remember, we covered this last time. At that time, the time of the end. Michael shall stand up, the great prince who stands watch over the sons of your people. That'd be over Israel and the Jewish people. And there will be a time of trouble such as never was since there was a nation, even to that time. And at that time, your people shall be delivered, everyone who is found written in the book. Again, this is talking about the final half of the tribulation, also known as the time of Jacob's trouble, what's going to be going on with Israel, and that there are those who are saved in Christ, and there are those who are not. Many of those who sleep in the dust of the earth shall awake, some to everlasting life, some to shame and everlasting contempt. Those who are wise shall shine like the brightness of the firm. Remember, we looked at this last time, not going to go there again tonight. And those who turn of many to righteousness will shine like the stars forever and ever. So we put it in the context. It's at the time of the end. Daniel doesn't, he's not able to understand that. We'll see that in just a second. Not able to understand all that he's being seen in the visions and some of the words that he hears. In verse 4, the angel tells him, but you, Daniel... <coughs> Shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro and knowledge shall increase. So what is this about? Verse four alone is an exciting verse. It's a packed verse. And I want to spend our few minutes alone together uh, just to talk about that. In a nutshell, as David Jeremiah writes, this is what God was telling Daniel. Daniel, there's no more information that I'm going to give you. That's the last word. Put a period on it. Also make sure that this book is sealed up, that it is preserved. It is going to come into great meaning at a time in the future. And then you look down to verse 8, Daniel says this, although I heard, he's hearing a conversation between two angels about the last day's events, he has his vision, they're talking about what's going to be going on, although I heard, I did not understand. 
And then I said, my Lord, what shall be the end of these things? So Daniel's trying to figure it all out. It's not making sense to him. Essentially, Daniel in verse 4 is told, Daniel, you won't understand. However, Daniel, in the last days, there's a time where the word of prophecy will make sense. Until those times, until that last day, it is sealed up. But the day is coming when all the pieces start to fit together and men and women will be able to search the word. They'll know what it means and they will know that it is meant for the days in which we live. It will be a time as we read in verse 4, where people are traveling to and fro. It'll be a time like no other time. But what does that mean, traveling to and fro? It will be a time when knowledge has greatly increased, like no other time before. But again, what does that mean, knowledge will increase? That being said, just three things I want to point out in our time together. Uh, Number one is this. Prophecy is meant to be understood. A lot of people look at Bible prophecy. In fact, most people look at it and go, that's not meant for us to understand. In fact, you can't understand it. In fact, I had a conversation with a couple of Catholic people. I was uh, near a, was actually at a beach in Southern California, and they had a table out there. So I walked up to them and started talking. It was an interesting conversation. And they were telling me, I told them who I was, uh, what I do, and that I'm a pastor. And they're telling me uh, about all the problems within the Protestant church, which I agree. And and then I explained to them some things with the Catholic church church too. But partly in the conversation, one of the people I was talking to said, you know, we are thankful to God that he saw fit to put one person in charge of the whole church. They were referring to the Pope. So anyways, our conversation turned rather interesting. And I couldn't help but think uh, that, that, that they were telling me that nobody can really understand the Bible. That's why you need the special interpretation. I was thinking, man, I praise God. That is not uh, what he intended with the Bible. He he intended all of the Bible to be understood as much as we possibly can. And let's face it, when it comes to studying the Bible, you need to search it. God raises up teachers and He gives us insight and understanding. And also we learn as we go through the Bible. But Bible prophecy, listen, is meant to be understood. If it wasn't meant to be understood, why would God even put it in the Bible in the first place? It would make absolutely no sense. It is there. It is meant to be understood. In fact, we are told to glean the meaning. In fact, God even tells us in the Old Testament, He he tells us it is God's choice to conceal a matter, but it is a king's privilege to to search out the matter, to get the understanding of the matter. Listen, we are sons of the King of Kings, and we are blessed with the opportunity to be able to search out the matters, to search out the understanding of the Bible. In the New Testament, Jesus tells us to watch and be ready. In the Old Testament, you read about the sons of Iscar at the times of David. They had an understanding of the times, and they knew what Israel ought to do. We are meant to understand Bible prophecy. But note here, we find out with Daniel, A, prophecy was sealed. Daniel is told to shut up the words and seal the book. Shut up the words means to close up, meaning these words shall be kept safely until the time when they are needed. Again, these words will be kept safely 
That's, they need to be kept safely until that time in the future when they are needed. Seal the book. So shut up the words and seal the book. Seal the book means to keep hidden, uh, meaning these things could not be understood until, until. These things could not be understood until a time in the future, the time of the end. In other words, there is a time when the prophetic word will be understood. So that's what's going on here. Daniel, shut up and the words and seal the book, seal the scroll until the time of the end. There is a time coming in the future when the prophetic word would be understood. So A, prophecy was sealed. B, prophecy is revealed. So Daniel is told again to shut up the words and seal the book until, until what? Until the time of the end. And now take these thoughts and enter the book of Revelation. So the word revelation, it means unveiling or unsealing or a revealing. And what it literally conveys is um, taking the lid off of something. So in other words, it takes the lid off so you can look inside and see what it means. Think of it this way. Daniel is told to seal up these visions. It's not for him to understand. We are given the book of Revelation, the last book in the Bible. And when you look at it, it is when, during the time of the end, you'd be able to read the book of Revelation and the book of Revelation would make sense revealing, taking the lid off, unveiling. Think of it like this. I come home from, from work and I walk into the house and, uh, and let's just say there's enchiladas cooking in the house. I happen to be someone who loves Mexican food and I walk into the house and man, I can smell the enchiladas. I have a pretty good idea of what's cooking in the house and I go over and I open up the oven and there they are, just those things of beauty. When I open the lid of the oven, I open the door of the oven, I look inside and the beauty of those enchiladas is revealed. So that's what's going on. Daniel's told to shut up and seal the uh, book until the time of the end. Book of Revelation means uh, a revealing or unveiling. And at that particular time, as the generation of the end approaches, people will be able to look at the book and get an understanding. Revelation takes the lid off so we can look inside the prophetic passages of the Old and New Testament and understand what they mean. But let me give you an example because it hasn't always been, in fact, it's easier now to understand the prophetic passages than it was, say, a hundred years ago. So think back a hundred years. In 1940, or just think back, first of all, uh, before you go back a hundred years, think back to 1948 when Israel is recognized a second time as a nation, just as the Bible prophesied. Now look at this. Isaiah chapter 11 says this. It shall, again, a prophecy about the last days. It shall come to pass. In that day, 
that the Lord shall set his hand again the second time to recover the remnant of his people who are left. So notice that it says in Isaiah chapter 11, a second time. It was, it was uh, after the Babylonian captivity, that was the first time that God brought them back into the land, then scattered by the Romans, and then they are brought back the second time into the land in 1948. And then Isaiah 11 goes on to say, he that will be the Lord will set up a banner for the nations. So all the nations will be able to look and see, wow, Israel is a nation again. Time to come back home. He's going to call them back home. And he will assemble the outcasts of Israel. That'd be the people, the Jews, who are scattered throughout the four corners of the earth. He will assemble the outcasts of Israel, gather together the dispersed of Judah, where from the four corners of the earth. Prior to 1948, the Jews had no Israel to return to. But God promised in that day he would gather them back into the land. In fact, check this out. When you think of 1948 and you think of the prophecies in the Bible about the Jews being gathered back into the land, think of this, this prophecy from Isaiah chapter 66, verse 7, where the Bible says, before she was in labor, this is speaking of Israel, she gave birth. Before her pain came, she delivered a male child. Who has heard such a thing? Who has seen such things? Shall the earth be made to give birth in one day? Or shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion, as soon as Zion was in labor, she gave birth to her children in one day. She's in labor, boom, the nation of Israel is, uh, is born. Uh, May 14, officially uh, 1948. And God has gathered the outcasts of Israel from the four corners of the earth, the north, the south, the east, and the west. By the way, that's what it means when you read in your Bible the four corners of the earth, north, south, east, and west, the points of the compass. We know that Europe, we know that Russia, uh, uh, Jews have been gathering back into the land of Israel. By the way, the ultimate fulfillment of this won't take place till during the millennial kingdom. But we are watching the beginning of it, official beginning, uh, May 14, 1948, with their birthday. We've seen uh, Jews returning from China, from all over the world, uh, from France, from all, par uh, all over the world, uh, from America. Uh, Jews are doing their aliyah, but also from Ethiopia. Uh, look at this article you see here. Uh, Sudan en route to Israel. Look at what it says here. Through the normalization of Jerusalem, Khartoum ties Israel to act to allow Ethiopian Israelis to bring their loved ones remains to Israel and ensure the upkeep of the Jewish cemetery in the Sudanese capital. Folks, this is talking about Jews returning, Ethiopian Jews returning to Israel. And why? Because of the Jerusalem Khartoum Kais, the normalization agreements with Sudan. This is remarkable. Remember President Trump and the normalization agreements that he was, that were actually being confirmed as he was getting toward the end of his official presidency? Uh, yeah, look, this, this is just remarkable. And you think, wow, because of that, 
key, what he did with the normalization agreements is part of helping the Jews to fulfill coming back home, even from Ethiopia. And it was reported, New York Post reported, that there are currently 144,000 Ethiopian Jews in Israel, 50,000 Ethiopian Jews that have been born in Israel. This is just truly amazing, but God said it would be this way. With the exception of Clarence Larkin and a small handful of other Bible prophecy commentators, almost every commentary going back a uh, hundred years now, almost before the birth of Israel, had to spiritualize Israel as being a nation during the last days. So they take a passage like Isaiah 11 that I just showed you, or what Daniel's talking about, about the people of Israel in the last days, and, and us being able to have an understanding of it. Uh, they would say, ah, you can't really, not, Israel's not really going to be a nation again. You, you can't take Bible prophecy literally. You can't understand it. You must look at it uh, symbolically, uh, but not so. Listen, we know that Israel is God's time clock. Just think of all those people who are prophesying, or the few Bible teachers that were, that were using Bible prophecy back in the 1800s, anytime before 1948, or say, Israel's going to be a nation again. I know it's going to be a nation again because the Bible says it's going to be a nation again. Every one of them were right. And they were mocked, and they were laughed at, and said they were wrong. And to this day, most Bible teachers still say you can't trust Bible prophecy. The fact that the Jews are back in the land has nothing to do with the Bible. It just happens to be coincidence. Blah, blah, blah. But you want to know what? If you take the Bible literally and Bible prophecy literally, it all makes sense. In fact, um, a lot of teachers will say, we well, need to take the Bible literally except for when it's prophecy regarding the second coming of Christ. And uh, man, that's just, that's just absolutely nuts to be thinking like that. If you take it literally, you can have an understanding. And Daniel was told, shut up, seal the word, seal the book until the time of the end. And then we're told the people at the time of the end, they will have the understanding. That'll be next week with Daniel chapter 12. You look, you go, man, it all makes sense. Consider these words from Isaac Newton. Remember Isaac Newton? About the time of the end, a body of men, he said, will be raised up who will turn their attention to the prophecies and assist upon their literal interpretation in the midst of much clamor and opposition. With that being said... Let me give you another example of the ability to have a literal interpretation of Bible prophecy coupled with the fact that it makes sense in our day, whereas in no other time has it ever made sense. Why? Because of all previous generations, it was shut up and sealed. But for you and me, listen, as I look at this, for you and me, it is revealed. Folks, I believe we are living in the days that Daniel was talking about. Well, put it this way, we are obviously very close to the coming 70th week of Daniel. And so the ability to understand these Bible prophecies, it's just unlocked and you can look and you connect the dots and you can say, man, I get that. So this takes us to number two. Remember, we only have three. Uh, number one, uh, prophecy is meant to be understood. Number two, prophecy predicts a going uh, back and forth that is different from previous times. Okay, let's think of this. 
Some think of this where Daniel says in verse 4, let me read verse 4 again of Daniel. Um, in verse 4, Daniel, but you, Daniel, shut up the words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many shall run to and fro, uh, going back and forth at that time. So some think of this going to and fro, this going back and forth is a traveling in the uh, common sense of traveling. You're going to go to another country, you're going to go to another uh, city, you're, you're just going to get in your vehicle and travel, you're going to get in your plane and travel. Listen, we're going to look that in, at that in a moment. Um, because there certainly is an increase in travel now as opposed to any other previous generations in history. However, what is the literal meaning of this where Daniel says just what he said here? Let's think of it in context. What is the context? The context is verses 1 through 3, Daniel's told about the last day specific to Jerusalem. He's trying to interpret. When you get past verse 4, where we'll see next week, Daniel's trying to interpret and figure out the visions that he's being seen. And it's about the Word, the Word being sealed and then the Word being revealed. So the whole context is surrounding the Word of God in the last days and trying to understand what it means. So in context, listen, it doesn't make any sense. I'm going to ruin some of your thoughts on this. It doesn't make any sense that in context, all of a sudden, God is talking about traveling. Well, why is He suddenly talking about traveling increase? That doesn't really make any sense. Because that's not the primary interpretation of this passage. Um, Think of it like this. And by the way, I have interpreted it as that way in years past. And then uh, my friend Don Stewart pointed it out to me probably about 10 years ago. That's not what that means. And I looked further and I said, you're right. You look at it in context, it's about an understanding of the prophetic word. Consider it, the same verse from the Amplified Bible says this. But as for you, Daniel, conceal these words and seal up the scroll until the time of the end. Many will go back and forth and search anxiously through the scroll. Interesting. Many will go back and forth and search anxiously through the scroll. Again, that's the amplified version that really helps you to understand what it really means. Folks, this is uh, happening probably today, um, I'm guessing, to every single one of you that are, that are watching this video right now. You're anxiously searching through the Word. You're, you're, you're learning. You're watching. You want to understand Bible prophecy. I receive your emails. I, I see comments. I hear from people. They're saying, man, this is exactly what I'm, I, I've needed. I haven't gotten this from my church. I'm not hearing any of these things. And you're one of those people that Daniel is writing about that you, like me, have a hunger for this. Folks, this is exciting because I believe this is writing about us. Those who are excited about the Word, God has seized our attention and we are turning to His Word, His book. We're turning to His scroll and He is leading all those that want to know the truth to learn what the last day's prophecies say. The traveling through His prophetic Word is happening by those that want to see the things that the Lord wants to show us. Now, to me, this is really exciting. Not everybody's wanting to travel through uh, to and forth, uh, going back and forth, uh, to and fro. Not everybody's wanting to do that through the prophetic word or through his word at all. 
But I look and go, man, uh, I do, you do, and I feel like uh, this is so totally cool. But think of this, in the book of Amos, Amos is prophesying to uh, the nation of Israel, the northern kingdom in the days uh, when the threat is coming from Assyria to destroy them. And that same subject, to and fro, is, is brought up, and it's to and fro regarding the Word of God. And Amos wrote, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine on the land. Not a famine of bread, nor a thirst for water, but get this, but of hearing the words of the Lord, a famine of the word. They shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east. They shall run to and fro seeking the word of the Lord. But in that case, in the days of Amos, as Israel's judgment was coming from Assyria, they shall not find it. The same phrase that Amos used is the same phrase that Daniel is also using here. Uh, Amos was a prophet, uh, again, uh, to the northern kingdom. Daniel is a prophet writing in captivity in Babylon after uh, Judah, the southern kingdom, was taken captive. Uh, however, interesting, in Amos's day, they do not, uh, or they run to and fro and do not find the word, but in the time of the end, the prophetic word will be unsealed as people run to and fro searching, uh, searching for it. What are they searching for? They will search for the word, looking to find answers to all that is going around, on around them. By the way, this also makes sense when you will get there next week, uh, maybe the week after, but later on in Daniel chapter 12, towards uh, the very end, Daniel says, and I've talked about this many times, the wicked will see it and the wicked will not understand, but the wise will see it and the wise will understand. In other words, uh, the, the, in fact, the wicked will see it and they will only increase in their wickedness. In other words, during the last days, everybody in the world is going to know something is wrong. Uh, the wicked, those who don't want to know the Lord, they're not going to be looking to and fro. They're not going to be searching the Word. In fact, they're going to be trying to get rid of the Word from everywhere that they possibly can. And they're going to know something's wrong, but they're not going to turn to the Lord, and they're only going to make a decision to double, double down in their wickedness, get uh, increase in their immorality. Uh, folks, we're, we're watching that happen with people rejecting God from everything. And then at the same time, God says, but the wise will see it and the wise will understand. Listen, that's you. You're searching the Word of God. You want to understand the prophetic Word. This all ties into this, searching to and fro. By the way, I do want to say this. I believe it's just a matter of time before things like Bible apps are going to be censored. As we hear more and more about hate speech, we're watching people being censored all over the internet if they have a conservative or a, a biblical approach, a biblical worldview or something like that. And so we're watching what's happening. The narrative is out there. They're telling us what they're going to do. This is a reminder to hide God word, God's Word in your heart, to memorize His Word. I foresee a day coming. I don't know when. I don't know when. I'm not saying tomorrow. I'm not saying this year. But I don't know when. But I do foresee that day coming when, um, listen, Bibles, it's going to be the written word. And we're going to be smuggling the Bibles places now uh, because of the access to Bible is going to be uh, censored uh, all over uh, the Internet. Nevertheless, those who want it, God's going to get it to them. And they're going to be devouring the word, searching to and fro, learning more and more about the things regarding the prophetic word of Christ. Now I want to say this also. At the same time, 
Uh, although Daniel chapter 12 verse 4 doesn't speak to travel in the, co- in the conventional sense that we think of travel, I do believe at the same time um, there is a need for travel in the conventional sense to increase uh, all the more as the, the day approaches. Here's why. Think of it. Let me give you an illustration. Let's go back a hundred years. I'm just going to give you a hypothetical situation. And let's just say there's a football team that's got to travel from the east coast of the United States and it's got to have, it's going to have a football game somewhere in Hawaii. Let's take a college football team. They've got, they're, there's going to be a football game somewhere in Hawaii. So go back a hundred years, uh, 120 years, let's say. Go back that far. They're going to go play football. They got to travel all the way across the United States. Um, cars aren't around yet. Um, go back to near 1900, make it real easy. Cars aren't around yet. They got to travel all the way across the United States. They get to the United States and then they got to get on a boat to go over to Hawaii to play one football game. And then they got to come back on a boat to uh, the mainland of California or San Francisco or Los Angeles or somewhere. And then uh, they got to go back. And like I did did say, this was hypothetical, right? And then they got to go all the way back to the East Coast of the United States. Uh, What would it be like a person leaving from the East Coast would kiss mom and dad goodbye? Hey, I'll see you next year or whenever. I mean, it would be a long journey now. If that trip, and those things do happen now, what is it? Yeah, I'll see you tomorrow or the next day. And they go, they play the football game, they have some meals, they get on a plane, they go back home. Travel has increased in, uh, tremendously. Consider how much travel has changed. You can now fly across various states or even countries and return home the same day as if you had a nine to five job. Uh, world leaders are connected and meet in places like Davos, Switzerland for the World Economic Forum plan on the Great Reset. And, and this last uh, year, because of coronavirus, uh, they didn't meet in person, they meet virtually. So you can meet, you're able to literally have this global connection. I do not believe this is a fulfillment of Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, but this earthly travel and even the virtual connection is necessary globally to get this globe connected together to get away from the nation states. Why? Because the world leaders want to get back to the time of Babel, the Tower of Babel, back in the book of Genesis. Ever since Nimrod's Tower of Babel was disrupted by God and the people were displaced all over the earth and their languages were changed so they couldn't understand each other. Man has attempted to make that global kingdom again and be able to connect, whether it be traveling by plane or traveling virtually, getting together, building a global system. So regardless, this global system and travel and this sense is also necessary in order for the fulfillment of Bible prophecy. Very last thing. Uh, so number one, prophecy is meant to be understood. Number two, prophecy predicts a going back and forth that is different from previous times. And number three, Bible prophecy predicts an increase of knowledge. Again, uh, this knowledge is going to fall into the same category as travel. Check this out. Again, back to this, Daniel chapter 12, verse 4. Again, this is the Amplified Bible. Bible. What does it say? But as for you, Daniel, conceal these words and seal up the scroll until the time of the end, or until the end of time. Many will go back and forth and search anxiously through the scroll. And knowledge, look at this, knowledge of the purpose of God as revealed by his prophets will greatly increase. 
There you go. Again, as travel is specific to his word, here knowledge is specific to uh, knowledge of Bible prophecy increasing. And with that, the understanding of his prophetic word. Um, I, listen, I've been studying Bible prophecy for a long time. But my understanding of it is always increasing. In fact, this passage that we're reading right here in Daniel chapter 12 won't have its fulfillment of the understanding until uh, during the tribulation period. In fact, when you look at Daniel chapter 9, verse 24, you find out that the 70th week of Daniel, what is it for? Uh, this is what it's for. For your people in your holy city, God says this 70th week is determined for your people in your holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, make reconciliation for iniquity, bring in everlasting righteousness, to seal up vision and prophecy, to fulfill all Bible, Bible prophecy is not going to be fulfilled until during the tribulation and then even into the millennial kingdom. But we are watching these things all developing right now. So as we get further and further down uh, this path, the understanding of Bible prophecy is going to become clearer and clearer and clearer. And it happens to me um, all, all the time. Uh, so people, now, like you guys, like me, we are searching to and fro in the Word. We're getting a better and better understanding of Bible prophecy all the time. But people during the tribulation period, those people that will be coming to faith in Christ, they're going to get a much better understanding of Bible prophecy. Better than we have today, even though they aren't yet saved. They're, it's going to become clearer and clearer and clearer. They're going to be digging into the Word. By the way, this is a reason why it's very important for you to make sure that you share your faith and tell people about the prophecies regarding the second coming of Christ. Because one day you're going to be raptured. You're going to be out of here if you're a believer. And, and you're going to be gone. And it's your very words that are going to minister to some of those people during the tribulation period. They're going to go, oh, that friend of mine I thought was such a knucklehead. My brother, my sister, my son, my mom, my dad, I, they, I thought they were such knuckleheads. These are the things that they were sharing with me. The light is going to come on for many of them. They're going to find a Bible that you left behind that's all marked up, written in it. You have different things written there. They're going to search to and fro and it's going to be clicking like that during those last days. Remember during those days, the 144,000 Jewish people are around the world preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. So this understanding is going to be there. And during the tribulation there is going to be a great turning to faith in Christ. The knowledge of Bible prophecy is going to continue to increase right now, right on into the tribulation period. And ultimately, as Daniel 9.24 says, it will be fulfilled. All of it's going to be fulfilled. And ultimately, Daniel 9.24 says, to anoint the most holy. Jesus is coming back. Well, let's get to the end. Uh, we're almost wrapped up here. Uh, but again, I want to talk about this because uh, and, and knowledge uh, as in technology, people think, well, Dan chapter 12, verse 4, speaking of uh, knowledge increasing, so it's like technology, how it increases like crazy, and it is increasing at an incredible uh, exponential rate that this world has never, ever, ever, ever witnessed before. But that also is necessary. It's not the fulfillment of Daniel chapter 12. Again, look at Daniel chapter 12, verse 4 in context. It's all about the Word and understanding the last days. Okay, now with technology, it still has to increase. Knowledge had to increase. Think of this. We're almost done here. 
In our day, we have greater knowledge of almost everything, greater knowledge of the stars and the galaxies and the sun and the moon and on down the celestial list. We have greater knowledge of a baby in the womb, uh, uh, and, uh, but it doesn't stop abortions. I mean, we can see them. You can see, you can see the ultrasounds. You can see the pictures. You go, that's a real baby. That's a real nose. That's a real hand. That's a baby. It doesn't stop abortions. We have greater knowledge of financial markets and the economy, but every decision man makes only seems to make the economy worse. We have greater knowledge, greater knowledge, greater knowledge. It's going to keep increasing. But of that day, Romans chapter 1 says this, men uh, became futile in their hearts. Romans chapter 1 verse 21. Futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. Professing to be wise, they became fools. But even beyond the knowledge of the galaxies and the financial markets and babies in the womb and on down that list, I believe this knowledge that excels exceedingly uh, is, a, is a sign that we are witnessing being fulfilled uh, right now in technology. Think of it like this. The book of Revelation, which means unsealing or revealing or unveiling, really gives us insight to how this works. Uh, people used to say this mark of the beast, you can't actually think there's something like that where no one can buy or sell unless they receive the mark of the beast. Uh, you know, that certainly has, has changed. Listen, this has never been possible in any other generation. Want to know what else? This was never even wanted in any other generation. Yet right now, people are wanting this. Let's make it where no one can buy or sell unless they receive some kind of an identification, right? Romans, uh, Revelation chapter 13. He causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on their right hand or on their foreheads, and that no one may buy or sell except one who has the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. And the number we know is 666. But prior to this generation, this technology was never possible. Uh, in fact, it was never even possible to enforce, let alone just possible. And this type of tracking was never wanted. But now in our generation, this technology, the Revelation 13 technology, is uh, not only demanded by world leaders, it is wanted by masses of people in the world. Think of it. People are willing to sacrifice their freedoms for safety from terrorists. People are willing to sacrifice their freedom for safety from a virus that you have a 99.9% .9 chance of survival if you even get it. Um, think of it like, like this also. Hitler lied at the time of the, the Nazis, and uh, he lied. And he said, listen, this whole thing is for your safety as the Jews were being hauled off to death camps. Folks, this is my interpretation of things. You can disagree with me all you want. But I believe we are being lied and we are being set up. I believe 2020 was the great setup. I believe 2021 is there going to be their attempt at the great reset. And I believe this. We are being told everything is for your safety. It's, it's for your safety that there's temperature checks everywhere you go out. It's for your safety that we wear masks. It's for your safety that there's COVID tests. It's for your safety that there's vaccines. It's, it's uh, for your safety and for everybody else's safety. So if you don't do it, you're killing everybody else. It's your fault. You are a bad citizen. 
Uh, folks, I look at this and I look at the book of Daniel, it's chapter 12, verse 4, and it all starts to make sense. Think of this. There's cameras everywhere now. And they're for your safety uh, to catch the bad guys, right? Um, GPS, almost everything it seems. Phones track where you go and what you can say. And so does Alexa. Every purchase is tracked, every web search is stored, every text, every email. Why? What do you think all of these things are being, all of us are being tracked and stored for? Think of it, every email, every text, every search you, you everything you search is being stored. Why? Ira Gus Hunt, former CIA chief technology officer back in 2013 said this, we fundamentally try to collect everything and hang on to it forever. With all of your information that they collect on us, I have no doubt they intend to use it to manipulate the masses, to control the masses, and to make sure that you're a good citizen of the world. Not worshiping the God of heaven, but worshiping the global government that is coming, the Antichrist that sit on the top. Listen, collecting this information, everything, uh, collecting all of it, and forever, those are big words. Coming soon is a cashless world, and I keep reading the reports about it, a world where nobody can buy or sell unless they receive uh, the mark of the beast. That's coming soon. Um, by the way, I don't believe the vaccine itself is the mark of the beast, but I do believe it's a great setup for it. And we are a world that is well prepared. Uh, we are told you won't be able to do this or that uh, without that vaccine. How that's going to work out, I do not know, but I do know that now the majority of people are willing to have some sort of identification that shows that they are a good citizen, that shows that they care about, uh, it's all for your safety, so long as they can still buy or sell. Uh, people have been conditioned for all of this. Um, God has given us an understanding of the prophetic word. Listen, when you look at the Bible, where Daniel chapter 12, verse 4, Daniel's told, hey, it's sealed up until the time of the end, and at the time of the end, those people are going to get it. The people who are looking. If you like love Bible prophecy, I'm guessing you do, that's why you're watching this, or you're curious. Listen, this is speaking to you. It's speaking, it's me. This is speaking of you and me. Those people living in that day. And the knowledge and understanding is only going to increase and get better and better and better as we see the day approaching. Folks, but as I look at all of this, everything is happening just as Daniel said it would. And everything is also happening exactly as Jesus said it would. For Jesus said, when you see these things begin to happen, look up and lift up your heads. Amen, because your redemption draws near. Look at that. Look up and lift up your heads. So many people are so discouraged, and Jesus knew we'd be discouraged in the last days. So what does he tell us to do? He says, lift up your heads. Folks, we need to have, lift up our heads. Don't be discouraged. Look up when you see them begin to happen. Look up, lift up your heads. Listen, all the signs of the second coming of Christ point to his soon return. We live in amazing days. We live in great days. We live in wonderful days. Days even the prophet Daniel wrote about but didn't understand and wanted to understand them. We're living in them. And we have the opportunity to be able to tell others about the great prophetic word. Jesus came the first time and he's coming again the second time. Listen, until next week, God bless. Bye. Thanks for listening and being a part of this week's podcast. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our website, hopeforourtimes.com and check out the many resources we have to offer. 
On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date on the times we're living in. If you'd like to see the video version of this week's podcast, you can find us at Hope For Our Times on YouTube. God bless, and we'll talk to you next time.